Let's talk about breasts. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and all the bad things. Welcome to another episode of Boob 2 Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm your breast friend, Jaleesa. I am Chantel. And we are here to bring you some goodness. So we are officially in October, which is very well known for breast cancer awareness. And we are going to kick off a two-part series where we're discussing breast cancer. So we have interviews with guests in their respective fields as it regards to breast cancer. And we can't wait to share all of this information with you. So before we move on, we know we have to take it to the streets. How do you maintain your blessings? How do I maintain them healthy? Yeah, like what are things you do to like help group? Well, I don't know exactly like what you mean by that, but I mean, I always try to like drink water. I don't know like if there's a specific way to maintain them healthy, but another thing that I do is that a lot of the times whenever I can, I don't sleep with the wrong because I fear that it's bad to keep, like sleep with it constantly because I guess it just swells it up or it makes it uncomfortable but I don't know it it's kind of helps me do you also do like some self checks do you feel around your breasts um, no not really no do you look are you very familiar with them so you can notice if anything is off oh yeah okay. mm-hmm. that's good that was helpful how do you maintain your breast health well um every month Actually, when I take a shower, I always feel, Okay. you know, from that incident where I had the cyst, I'm very alert. Okay. So I take a shower and I normally pass my hand on my breast, you know, all around my body to see if I feel anything, yes. you know, out of the other. How often do you do that? Every time. Really? Yes, because, listen, that incident where I had to do the, the extraction of the cyst from my breast, I tell you, I... I think it scarred me up to this day. Okay, how long ago was that? That was like 15, 16 years ago. Okay. So now I'm a very alert. I'm always touching. Okay. If I see something that doesn't look right, I'm in the doctor's office. Kudos to you. <laughs> Being proactive yeah. for your health. You have to be. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Have you ever heard of thermography? No. Okay. <laughs> Just a different form of detecting breast cancer. Can you name three ways women can check their breast health? Uh, regularly going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Filling around. Teeth. You know, doing mm-hmm. self-assessments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm not really sure. Very it was yeah, a trick I'm, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you did I'm good. Too, I, too, I know for sure. Those are right. important. This is regarding around breast cancer awareness. Name this scam. Pink, if you know, which one do you think is a scam? Pink washing or ribbon thief? Pink washing or ribbon thief? Which one do you think is a scam? Ribbon thief. Okay. So it seems like there was definitely some knowledge about some breast um, health, breast care tips out there in those streets. Mm-hmm. So, Even with the yeah. men. Yeah. So those, those were some good answers they Very provided. Good. I thought I thought he was going to get that third one. I think I was thinking maybe he would talk about um, wearing the right bra or something like that. But 
he still did, he did. a great job. He did. Because those were the top, you know, those are heavy hitters. You know, mm-hmm. he mentioned, so. Yeah. So those are good. And then the lady with the cyst, I mean, it made sense that she's Continued. been even more alert since then. Yeah. That would make sense. Like yeah. to see that she's doing it every day, I bet that she's concerned and mm-hmm. she wants to continue to make sure that she hasn't had to experience that again. So that was good to hear. I pretty much do that. I feel like when I shower too. I mean, there's some heavy heavy hitters, so I gotta do some heavy lifting already. <laughs> so it's just like yeah. You know, I, I don't think I, I don't I don't do it all the every day. I do make sure to do it on the first. <laughs> <laughs> feel it on the first. Um, that's my reminder. But in between there, I do feel around for it just to make sure um, things are good. But I, I'm more cautious to do it on the first of each month. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't think of it like that. But I, I know of the do it on the first. Mm-hmm. I just kind of do it all the time. Yeah. So kudos to y'all out there. Keep keep the work up. If you're not, just start getting in the habit of checking yourself and going to the doctor to make sure everything is all right. Mm-hmm. But. Then, do you want, what do we talk about with the American healthcare? Just about how they don't really promote the natural stuff. Yeah. The holistic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're here in America, it seems like there's traditionally less focus on natural alternatives or holistic alternatives. So everything. Things. Yeah. But I do see a shift in just about everything with people trying to live a healthier lifestyle yeah. and things like that. So they're taking a more holistic approach. And um, it's unfortunate that our country isn't like that, but it makes sense, you know, pharmaceutical company. Gotta make money. So What do they call it? Big Pharma? Big Pharma. Yeah. yeah. The sicker you are, the richer they are. So. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that's really sick in the head. Yes. So. Killing people. That's what's, that's what's happening when you don't because I realized this with one of my um aunts like I was all I'm I've been like living this healthy eating lifestyle for a while now and we would have family gatherings and of course like and I'm not saying eating meat is wrong I just took it out of my lifestyle but for family gatherings it was always you know I would kind of get looked at funny you ain't eating meat and it, I missed it I mean it did taste good and everything but mm-hmm. I chose to take it out of my diet but when she was diagnosed for a second time. Um, there were some things her some her doctor suggested taking some things out, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why do you wait till after the illness to tell someone they need to change their diet? It's the American way. It's it's, it's backwards, is what it is. So. For sure. And unfortunately, and even thinking about like traditionally, saying that our country is traditionally like that. I mean, if we take it back to the origins, I'm sure it was not like that. No. You know, before all the colonization. No. It was very much natural yes. and holistic. Yeah. And then, you know, we got to a point to where it's, you know, big pharma taking over. Yeah. So. But there are some natural holistic remedies out there. I'm excited to get into that today. Yes, because there is definitely a huge one when it comes to breast cancer that a lot of women don't know about and aren't talking about. So we're definitely happy to talk about that here and bring that on our platform so that we can spread awareness of different alternatives that you can use when it comes to your breast health, especially during this month. Yep. So without further ado, we have our guests here that will talk to us about these things. So I'm excited about all this goodness that we're about to get. Let's see what she has to say. 
So most women are familiar with mammograms, but we have someone here to introduce us to another way that you can go about screening for your breast health. So we have here Miss Deka, and she's going to talk to us about thermography and being a natural doctor. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Of course. Yes. Pleasure's all ours. Definitely. All right. Um, could you share with us about being a natural doctor? What is that like? So being a naturalist doctor, um, I absolutely enjoy it. I love it. Um, I started my career in healthcare. I actually started as a hospital corpsman in the Navy. So I was a medic. And then after that, I, I worked as a surgical tech for over 25 years. Um, so I've always been in healthcare. Um, so doing this um, was a great transition because I dealt with health issues. And so under my mind, that's kind of like what got me into this was my mother's health. So doing this was a great way of looking at health, um, not just looking at taking care of symptoms, but really looking at wellness in general as a whole, not just foods, but mind, everything. And so um, it's been a great benefit for me personally and my clients as well. Oh, sounds good. I do too. I like that whole holistic approach. So um, you mentioned your mother led you into it. What was your, what led you in particular to focus on the yeah. holistic approach? So um, I was actually uh, finishing up my first master's <laughs> um, and I wanted to really stay in, in uh, corporate. I was working towards that. And then my, my mom was diagnosed with stage one uh, brain cancer. She had anaplastic ganglioma. And I remember hearing that news and uh, freaking out and our doctors uh, were telling her that uh, stage one, they would go in, remove the masses that she had in her temporal lobe, and then it would not come back. It was just stage one. We'll take it out and she's good. Three years later, she has stage three mm -hmm. after being told it was not going to come back. And my parents are, you know, my parents are old fashioned. They listen to anything and everything the doctor says. And because this particular tumor that she had, uh, cancer that she had, is um, apparently common, more common in children, uh, adults rarely get it. Uh, so there's very little research on how to address it, any protocols, research, hard to find, because very few people get it. Um, and so that was a really tough one when um, they decided to do radiation therapy. We went to one of the big cancer centers here in town. Um, and I had worked there for many years. Well, for, for, for years, <laughs> I wouldn't say many, but for some years. And um, I trusted it. And I remember taking my mom in for an appointment. I would go, my, my dad would go, my sister, we did it as a family. We wanted to be there to support my family, my, my mom. And I remember we had a a visit with her nutritionist and I was asking um, like what can she do as far as diet to help her like there's got to be something that she can stop eating or include and they just told us no she can eat whatever she wants and that just freaked me out I was like what and as we're having this conversation and I'm really uneasy about it somebody walks in the room and says hey we have some donuts and coffee would you guys like some and that just threw me over the edge I was like what like are you joking and so I remember just being really frustrated. They had given her like six months to live, really uh, dreadful. And I remember we went home and we started switching her diet. We got her off a bunch of medication that she was taking. Um, Cause if you have six months, you don't need all this stuff. Let's enjoy life, right? 
So mm-hmm. we ended up just feeding her regular foods, um, just healthier foods, getting rid of the medicine. If she had a symptom, we handled it with herbs because I learned through my franchise how to handle those things. And I remember my mom not even knowing who we were. Like she just had no clue. And I remember one day I called and she knew exactly who I was. It was just from her diet. Wow. And to me, that was like amazing. So you're telling us she can eat whatever, but we take her off all this stuff and have her eat veggies and fish and healthy. And here she is like a completely like how she was before. And to me, that was very powerful. Right. Um, so yeah, that was the the thing that got me in, into it. And I suffered for migraines with migraines for many years. I remember working at this surgery at this hospital. Um, I was taking um, very heavy medications for migraines. Uh, and I lost my vision in the middle of surgery. Oh my in the middle of the OR, I lost my vision. It was the most traumatic thing that I've ever experienced, thinking that I was going to go blind. And this was just off because I'd missed my dosage of my medicine, which normally I would have a migraine. That day, I lost my vision. It was like 20 minutes, but it felt like forever. Um, and I remember my doctor switching me out of that med- medication into something else. And I remember the other medication gave me paresthesia I felt like I had bugs crawling all over my skin and I went through a crazy process of switching my um uh, powder to wash my clothes switching my mattress I got rid of my mattress got a new mattress thought I had bed bugs I mean I thought I was going crazy I would walk down the street and just itch because <laughs> losing my mind this is horrible exactly and then found out the medicine that I was being given was affecting my liver and that was a symptom of it and so once I got off that medicine, it was like, I'm, I don't want to do any more medicine. Let's, I'm just going to do something different. And then that's how I started doing, I uh, started doing more herbs and more essential oils. And I used to get migraines every week, every week. I rarely get migraines now. And this is off medication. If something is coming on, I know what herb to take and I'm good. Find out what my triggers are, get rid of the triggers. I'm good. But it was a very... Um, bad period of my life where I just thought I was going nuts like I cannot I cannot live like this I cannot live in a in a world where if I get a migraine I have to go hide in a closet under dirty clothes in the total darkness for a couple of days so that I can function I cannot go to work I remember after I lost my vision my coworkers made um made a joke out of it where they would wear sunglasses because the light in the OR would trigger migraines so sometimes I would have to go into the OR with shades <laughs> and uh, my life just changed so much that it got to a point where I decided I had to do something different and I did and I barely get migraines um, and like I said my mother we helped my mom she lived like four and a half years longer than they gave her That's just, amazing. Off, just off nutrients just off wow. eating healthy so yeah holistic health is amazing food is amazing can I just say this is, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the meat and potatoes of everything, but this is like already so much. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Lord, yeah. I'm, I'm going and, through all the emotions yeah. with you. I'm and it's unfortunate that you have to go through something like that to make such a big change in your life, yeah. you know, so yeah. But I'm just going back to when you were in the, you're at the doctor talking to doctors and you, like they're coming in with donuts. Yeah, it's common practice, unfortunately. Because isn't sugar the no coffee? You're like, Absolutely. it's fine. Yeah. I thought sugar like exacerbates it the does. cancer. It does. Stuff. Okay. It so, does. And that's what they wanted to give your mom. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah. They just offered, hey, we have donuts and coffee. Would you like some? And I'm just like, how many people lost your mind? <laughs> like, Did you like slap the donuts out of their hands in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm glad someone there. You know, advocacy is key, even for ourselves and for other people. But that 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 is that is great. I love exactly. I love hearing your journey and and that your mom, you all got to get more time with your yeah. mom just from yeah. changing the diet. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was a lot to take in. It really was. <laughs> it, it's like I watched a quick little documentary and I felt every emotion going yeah. through. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So, and as a family, it was it was tough, but we had to sit and make a decision about what we're going to do. And I'm glad I found this franchise to help me about thermography because the focus is teaching women how to keep their their breast healthy with nutrition with herbs like all the natural stuff and that helped me having that information was very invaluable to help my mom very valuable to help our clients very valuable to help me so it's been amazing okay well let's talk about that the thermography and get to the breast part so um how would you say thermography is a natural approach to breast health so it's a natural approach in the sense that nothing is going into your body, right? When you get a structural test like a mammogram, they're shooting, there's radiation going into your body to be able to create an image that you can see. With thermography, it's non-invasive. It doesn't touch you. There's no radiation. There's no compression. There's no pain. We're literally just reading um, the temperature of your body. So we're not putting in. We're just looking. We're absorbing what's happening. Um, so that is how it's natural. Um, so many women are concerned about if they have implants that is going to squish it. We don't have to worry about that with thermography because there's no touching. Um, so many women go in to do a mammogram and they have, if they have large breasts, the, they have to, usually they have to do that and then an ultrasound because it's usually inconclusive, right? With thermography, it doesn't matter. We can take images of your, uh, small breasts, large breasts, short, tall, <laughs> It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Um, um, doesn't matter if you have silicone implants. Doesn't matter if you have saline implants. It doesn't matter. And so many women are concerned about squishing their implants or squishing if they have a lump, squishing that. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of pressure on a breast that you may potentially have a cyst or a lump or a implant, right? And so in that way, um, it's, it's a huge benefit. I'm glad to, to be learning about this. Um, I, yeah, those mammograms are not comfortable. So if there was a way to no touch and, and not be invasive, I, I definitely need to try that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I tell people all the time about it. I try to spread the word as much as I can because I like natural stuff personally. Yeah, me too. I mean, I have I do the natural eating and stuff, but if there's a natural way to the screen for breast cancer and, you know, just, but Finding doctors who actually want, that's one thing. Finding doctors who actually believe in that practice is, I'm glad I know you now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's becoming more and more popular because we do get referrals from some OBGYNs. We get referrals from um, from uh, internal medicine doctors. Uh, if a client asks for it, um, if they know about it, they will send people over. So we try to make an effort to send out information, um, including case studies to doctors so that they're familiar with it. When I first started uh, thermography, my OB-GYN, who I worked with in the OR for many years, she delivered my daughter. Um, she didn't know about uh, thermography. And I remember going to her office and she wanted me to get a mammogram. And I was like, I don't do that anymore. I do um, uh, thermography. 
she's like, well, I don't know what that is. And, da, 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 da. and I said, don't worry, I'll send you some information. And now when I go to my visits, my well woman visits, she'll go, where's your thermography? So educating our doctors is really important because sometimes it's not that they're untied, it's just they don't know enough information about it to be able to offer that as an option to their patients. And so right. I think that's where it is, is educating people. You don't know what you don't know until you know, right? Yeah. And so when I have a client who says, my doctor is not blah, 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 let me have their information. I can send them some case studies so that they can see that this is peer reviewed. It's not, we're just not making this stuff up. This has been studied over many years. So let's just give them information that they may not be, um, have access to so that, you know, they can read the information and, you know, understand what's, what, how it works and what it's, uh, its benefits are. I have a question regarding insurance because it is a natural approach. Does insurance cover thermography? So typically it doesn't, but here's the funny thing though. I've had, I've had a couple of insurance company call me and said, Hey, we had a client, we had a patient go to your office and get thermography. We're going to try to cover it for her. Um, and then they'll ask me for information and I'll give it to them and then they get covered. Okay. So it's becoming more and more where it's happening we personally do not process insurance, but if they can get reimbursed for it, I'm all for it. I've had quite okay. a few people get reimbursed, but it's out of network um, screening. So typically you'll have to check ahead of time, but if they call the office and they want any information to help get reimbursed, I, we're, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I'm going to be making an appointment soon. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is that if you have a health savings card, it covers it. Covers it. So that's another option for a lot of women. I was going to ask, um, we talked about reaching out to doctors and educating them. Do you find any doctors being reluctant to wanting to learn about it? Oh, absolutely. But yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, the point is to just spread as much as we can. When they're ready, they'll look at the information. We're not mm -hmm. always ready to receive what we receive, right? Sometimes it takes a little time. Meet people where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So would one um, schedule a thermography like annually, like typically with any regular well wellness exam? So the protocol is you do your first scan and then you do a second scan three months later. And the reason that um, that's part of the protocol is because uh, cancer cells, breast cancer cells uh, proliferate every 90 days. So if we, if you come day one and we, day nine, we want to come here to make sure there's nothing growing, right? Because if there's something going on that we need to address it holistically, and then after that is annually. So we just want to make sure there's nothing happening during that time because it can literally start um, within, we can literally see something within that time. Learn something. I'm learning so much today. Didn't I know about that 90 days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I knew about the thermography, but not the 90 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much to know. It is. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I guess that kind of explains I know that we've talked about it before, but just to give more information about it, how it's an alternative to the mammogram and just like how it reads the cells and um, how we can see it quicker and everything in the mammogram. Could you? So about? here's the thing. A mammogram is a structural test. Mm -hmm. So it's looking for what's already there. Right. Mm -hmm. You use is like it's x-ray. Basically, if you get a fracture, you go get a fracture. You can see where the fracture is. With a mammogram, we're just looking at any structure that's in, developing in that breast. Um, the, the, the issue with a mammogram is if you have um, dense breasts, a fibrocystic breast, it all looks kind of white on the, on the uh, x-ray, right? On the mammogram. 
So if you have a lump there, you can't really see it because it all looks the same color. So it can be hidden, right? With a thermography, we're not looking at structure, we're looking at function. So we're looking to see how the body is working, right? We don't wake up one day and just have a lump. That takes time, right? So if we're doing a thermogram, we can capture things before it becomes a structure. So that allows us to be able to handle it before it becomes a structure. And I'm gonna give you a good example. I had a lady come in and her thermogram, there was inflammation in it. She was having some pain and whatnot. She went to get, and she was concerned that she had a lump. She went to go get a mammogram, it's clear, right? So that's, that's letting me know, that's a great thing because something is starting to develop, but it hasn't developed large enough to be found in a structural test. That is a blessing. Right? So now we can handle it before it becomes big enough to be structurally seen. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's one of the huge benefits of it. We can capture things early so that we can address it and it never becomes something that is structurally seen because that's when if you go get a mammogram and you have a lump, the first thing they want to do is let's do a biopsy, let's do a lumpectomy, let's do a mastectomy, let's do radiation, let's do chemo, right? So if we can keep you from having to go that route, by catching it early and addressing it early, then that is amazing, right? We don't want you to have a necessary, because I've had ladies who've had, they've had a lump, go to mammogram, they have a lump, they do the, the lumpectomy, they take it out, and then it's fibrocystic breast, right? You went through all that stress, because think about the, the, the mind flips that happens when you think you have something going on in your breast. The first thing that was me at 17. Right. Uh yeah. Yeah. So Not the emotional yeah. aspect of it, the financial aspect of it, like your life just goes upside down just off that one assumption. Then you go get an then you go get a biopsy or whatever it is, and it's just normal. When with thermography, mm -hmm. we can differentiate whether it's a fibrocystic, whether it's dense, whether it's fibroadenoma, whether it's DCIS. So it keeps you from having to do something that's unnecessary. That's a huge Good benefit. No, yes, definitely. Yeah. So um, have women come to you who have had breast cancer? And, and if so, what was that treatment like? So we do see, um, we do provide holistic cancer coaching for uh, women who have breast cancer. So we have women who like they're doing the conventional treatment, right? They're going and they're doing radiation or chemo. Uh, and if they come to see us, they're only coming to see us because they want relief for their symptoms. So like if they have neuropathy from, the radiation or the chemo, or they have fatigue or they have, you know, whatever it is, then they come here to get those addressed holistically. Um, my mm -hmm. job with those clients is to make sure that whatever chemo they're using, that whatever we provide is not going to contradict what they're, they're not, it's not going to impede on the effectiveness of their chemo drug. So we have, I have to do research, right? Depending on what drug it is, I need to make sure if we give you this herb, it's not going to uh, counter-effect or counteract the effect of the chemo. Um, and I've actually had a scenario where I had um, a young lady call the office. She was actually a nurse practitioner who had um, stage two or stage three breast cancer. And she just, she just decided to start taking some herbs with her, with her chemo, didn't tell the doctor. And when she went back three months later, um, her cancer had gotten worse. And so she called to get some advice and I asked her what herb she was using. And when she told me, I was like, that's a big no-no because that particular herb um, reduces the effectiveness of your chemo. So here you are trying to do something to reduce it, but you're, you know, you have good intentions, but you're taking something that you should not be taking because that's probably the reason why that 
you know, your cancer has gotten worse because your uh, chemo has not been effective. So my job is to just do that research to make sure that whatever we, we recommend to them if they're doing chemo, that is not going to affect them. Same thing with some chemos will pull vitamin B12 or certain nutrients that you need in everyday life. And so if we find that that's one of the things that it does, we want to make sure that they're taking those supplements to make sure they shore up and they, they don't have the effects from it, right? Uh, we also have clients who are strictly doing holistic. Once again, it depends on the kind of cancer that they have. If it's estrogen-based, and we, of course, we focus on education, making sure that they know um, uh, things that they need to remove in their, in their bodies or in their life that, um, that might increase their estrogen production, or th maybe they're taking what we call xenoestrogens, which are fake estrogens that can exacerbate and cause cell proliferation when they have cancer, right? So we educate them on removing the xenoestrogens and then adding plant-based estrogens that basically um, knock off the bad estrogen of the receptors and stop or slow, slows down the cell replication, right? So that those cells don't keep dividing and dividing and dividing. So that's one thing. A lot of people don't understand that, um, but education is like the biggest part of it. They need to know, you gotta stop the sugar. Not just a little bit, you gotta stop the sugar, right? They need to know you can't, you should not be microwaving. They need to know that if they have any um, metals in their system, it needs to come out. If they have dental amalgams, it has to come out. Like, so we go through a whole process of education. We check hormones, we do all kinds of stuff. And it's really based on what it is that they're going through. At the end of the day, my job is not so much to focus on the cancer, but focus on getting them healthy. Because I have people right now who have breast tumors who have not grown, but they're healthier than they were when they came in because their body has the proper nutrition or what they need to keep them healthy, to have their body fight that battle for them. Um, what I do see is that over time when they do lose the weight and the cancer stops growing and it gets shrunken and stuff like that, people get too comfortable, right? So they go back to their old habit and then that's when things come back, right? So all that is part of education, not just saying you need to take this, you need to take this, but you need to education so that you know over long term, what it is that you need to be doing, not just short term, right? We wanna, we wanna, we wanna uh, impact our clients by giving them information they can carry lifelong. That's valuable information. Yeah, yeah. I'm just soaking it all in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause I'm like, man. Um, so I guess with some of those patients, or just in your practice, what are your observations of cancer? returning with clients i guess with um holistic care maybe without yeah i've had one person who after two years um she went from i think it was stage two or three um to nothing in her body it was clear she was super excited um and then she went nuts so <laughs> she just went on vacation girl's time she just traveled and she ate like nobody's business and when she came back she's like I think it's it's coming back and she was right so it, so my whole thing with my clients is this is a lifestyle this is not for the next couple of years mm -hmm. this is a lifestyle if you want this out of your body you have to do this for the rest of your life you can't be like oh it's my birthday let me just have fun right um I look at cancer cells like the most um uh, opportunistic um, cells in our body. They're waiting for you to get comfortable, to start doing the bad habits, 
so that they can come back stronger, right? So when people are told that they are cancer-free, I said, no, you're just, they're just dormant, right? They're waiting for you to misbehave, to get comfortable, and then it's going to come back stronger. Because mm -hmm. I've never heard of someone who had cancer and it came back and it came back as a lesser grade. It's always a higher grade, right? So it's coming back stronger. So you're, the idea is this is a long life, long-term lifestyle change is not temporary. If you look at it that way, you really have to have the mindset that this is something you're going to do for the rest of your life, not just for now, right? So that's the, that's the focus uh, also with part of the education that I provide is we got to change the mindset. Yeah. So that particular lady, when it came back, was she able to fight it again or? She's working on it. Okay. She's working on it. Yeah. But she knew, like she knew so intuitive. She knew she's like, something is, I, I went nuts. So I had a good time. I've been traveling. I've been eating. I've been doing this. And I just know something is happening. And when she came in, sure enough, like, you know, when, you know, when you're getting sick, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we all know, we just ignore it. We're like, no, that's not happening. Right. But we, we all know when something is happening in our bodies. Um, and we just need to be smart enough to say, let me just address this before it becomes worse. But she knew when she came in, she told me, I just know something is wrong. Let's just see. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it showed. So she's working on it. Yeah. Hopeful that things will work out. for the Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It rarely yeah. happens. But like I said, if it's just part of the education. We just have to make sure that they understand this is not um, something that you do for a little bit. I talk to all my clients when they first come in. This is the rest of your life. So you need to, there's no point in wasting your money if you're not going to do it for the rest of your life. Like, let's just address that first before we move forward, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a big, that's a big mind mindset mm -hmm. change you have to be prepared for. So I know yeah. that takes some work. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, we talked about, it seems like, you know, um, nutrition plays a big part in all of our, in all of this with the holistic um health, but are there, what other recommendations, if any, um, do you recommend to prevent cancer from okay. returning or just in general? Yeah. So the first thing that I talked to my, that I put my clients on is a plant-based diet. There's a book that we have in the office called Hungry for Health um, by Susan Silverstein, I think it is. And we use that book is um, filled with nothing but plant-based plant recipes so that they can start eating that way. Um, it takes a while if you have, if you're not used to it, but the recipes are, they're easy. Um, they're really good. I've had clients do them and they love them. Susan Silverstein is someone that I, um, did a course on breast cancer. Um, she's actually helped thousands of people with all kinds of cancer. And she wrote this book, um, after doing some of that work. Um, so that's one of the things that we do. Uh, we encourage people get out. You have to be outdoors, get your vitamin D, you know, make sure that you are eating nutritious, um, not just what you want. We need to eat for health, not for taste. That's a, that's a big one. Um, so that's, a, that's one. Uh, we also encourage women to um, hydrate, right? People have a hard time drinking water. Like they just hate it, <laughs> right? but our cells need it. I just think about, to me in my mind, when I think of somebody who's dehydrated, I think of like cells that are supposed to be nice and plump, they're like raisins, 
right? Because they're not fluffy anymore. They're not healthy. They're like shriveling up. And that's what I think about when I hear somebody who's not drinking water. It's like all your cells are shriveling up. That's why your skin is dry. Your hair is dry. All that stuff is happening is because those cells are not happy. They're not plump. Um, that's people tell me they don't drink water. Huh? I just say it's weird when people tell me they don't drink water. Yeah, no, they drink soft drinks or, or lemonade or, but yeah, they don't like the water. And so that's a big one. That's, that's something that um, sometimes you have to work slowly up to when somebody who's not used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm a big, a big proponent of herbs. Um, I love herbs. I think herbs work, uh, liquid herbs work really wonderfully. Um, so that's a big one too. Once again, it just depends on what, what kind of uh, cancer they're dealing with. But once again, the focus is not just taking care of the cancer, but really making sure the person is healthy. Um, in the office, we just assess to see what where there's deficiencies, and then we address those nutritionally, whether it's with food or, or with um, holistic um, whole food nutrients or tinctures or homeopathy. So it just really depends on the individual because everybody's different. I can have two different people with breast cancer, but one um, never eats sugar, but she takes, you know, she puts in a lot of perfumes and uh, um, makeup and those things have xenoestrogen. And then I can have another person who doesn't use any, um, any products that are, that are not naturally based, but maybe they have that sugar craving, right? And so we have to address everybody differently. Yeah. So when it comes to just breath health overall, what do you typically recommend to women? So over, overall, we talk about uh, dental health because there is actually eight teeth associated with breast cancer based on meridians. So we make sure that they're going to see their dentist, making sure that they don't have the amalgams in their mouth, the silver in their mouth. Um, those people who have root canals. We make sure that they have you know, vitamin D. Vitamin deficiency in vitamin D can cause a lot of health issues. Uh, we make sure that they have um, sufficient iodine in their system. Um, low iodine can cause your hands to be uh, cold, people with cold extremities, that means your thyroid is maybe not functioning properly. Uh, Iodine can help with that. Uh, Low body um, allows cancer cells to um, proliferate. So I think of cold bodies like close, I know this is more of closest to death than closest to life, right? Warmth is is life, right? When we're born, we're nice and warm. When we're dying, we're cold. And so cold extremities, they need those, they need that circulation. We need to have those things functioning properly. I know that's kind of more of it, but that's how I picture it. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> and then we talk about foods, things like flaxseed. Um, it's really has a lot of great phytoestrogens. Once again, removing the xenoestrogen. We talk about kelp noodles and seafood that um, once again has iodine. Brazil nuts is a food that has selenium in it that's uh, really great for breast health. We talk about pomegranate. There's all these different things that we can do. The other thing is making sure that our uh, bras fit properly. There are so many women who are not getting their bras fitted, right? And so they're wearing bras that when they take it off, they have indentations. Like, you know, they have indentations that they're here on the side because it's too tight on them. If your bra is too tight on you, your lymphatic system can move things out. It's just holding it in. So we have to teach them about making sure that they're getting their, their bras checked. You need to get uh, resized every few years. If you think about it, when we buy a bra, we, we put it on the first time. If you're not washing it by hand, right? You're putting it in the dryer, that can change the shape of it. If you're losing or gaining weight, you need to, get, you need to go back and get 
recheck and make sure that you're wearing the right bra size. So that's a big one too. I've had, I think when you were here and we did the thing last year, I had a lady who said, oh my gosh, I haven't had my bras. Um, she said, I haven't had my bras rechecked in 30 years. 30. It's <laughs> like, what? 30 years. So when she went down to see it, it was the first time she's done it in 30 years. She was like, oh my gosh. She's a lot can happen in two years. Imagine yeah, exactly. 30, <laughs> 30, 30 years. She said 30 years. I was like, what? So yeah, that's one of the things we have to teach people. They don't even realize that that's an important aspect of their breast health. If you if you mm -hmm. wear something that's too tight, those lymphatics, your lymphatic system can't move. It needs a little help. But if you're, and then I've had people who sleep with their bras. Mm -hmm. That is too long. That is too long to wear a bra. All days too long. I am the first one to tell you this. Second, my last client leaves, that bra comes off. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I just pray and hope that I don't get stopped on the way home. Because I'm not going to have I'm, one I'm on. It's going to be my, it's gonna be my purse. It is what it is. I just refuse. And I taught my daughter to do that. I did a talk at a chiropractor's office and she overheard me. And I let my husband know, like, listen, we're not wearing it in the house. So don't make a big deal if she's walking around with just a t-shirt and a bra. So he doesn't. And it's like, you have to make people in your family okay with that because it's good for you health-wise. It's not just about, I just want to wear a bra. No, it's good for your breast health. So right. knowing that information is important. And a lot of women don't know that. Um, another thing that we do in the office is we, um, if they're not doing breast self-exams, they don't really know what their breast tissue is supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. So we have this little gadget here where um, one side is nice and smooth and then the other one has lumpiness. And then we have them touch each side and then they tell me what they think is normal breast tissue. And a lot of women don't know what normal breast tissue is because they're not doing a breast self-exam. And so my thing is, if you're not doing a breast self-exam, how do you know what's normal to exactly. you, right? And so the second you decide to do one and you start feeling lumpiness, you freak out because you think, oh my gosh, I got all these lumps. When in fact, it's just a glandular tissue on your breast. Mm -hmm. So all those things are important. If you don't know, you don't know. So knowing that is so valuable, so invaluable to clients. Preach. Preach, Dr. <laughs> King. Preach. <laughs> what yeah. you have shared is invaluable so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah because a lot of we talk i know we've had some people um in our boots who on a move segment that talked about the like sleeping with the bra and with the lymphatic system and mm -hmm. stuff like that and um yeah that's a thing and people don't really know that you need some balance and um i know sometimes men make fun of us for how quickly women are to take off girl their to sling it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me tell you, if men had to wear the bra, they would all be hanging out. They would not even bother. They would not be that constricted. They wouldn't. They're they would so have them walk around and jock. Maybe it's comparable to jock straps. If you had to wear that all the time, and you know they wouldn't. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of at this point. But yeah, you know they wouldn't unless they're doing sports. They wouldn't. They'd be like, "Men, let it hang." They don't. So why are we freaking out about wearing a bra? Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, it's yeah. for our health. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we like to end on a positive. All this has been great. Um, but any words of encouragement that um, you can offer, whether it's just like getting ready for screening, just battling cancer or beating cancer, like what words of encouragement that you offer to our listeners? Well, yeah, I think we have to get comfortable with the idea of feeling our breasts so that we know what's what's good and what's not like what's normal to us. 
um, sometimes when I have people in the office and I said, do you do breast self-exam? They're like, breast self-exam is like a taboo. No, you should be comfortable with your breasts. You should right. know all areas of your breath. So mm -hmm. I think education is really important. On our website, we have all kinds of resources. They're free. I wish people would just go there and suck them up. But rarely do they go on the website and suck them up. This is information that is so valuable. But yeah, definitely you have to be familiar with what's normal to you so that you are not freaking out when you feel something that is actually normal. You got to know what's normal so that you know what's abnormal. So to me, if I could have women just do breast self-exams on a regular basis, that would just be amazing. The second thing is get your bra checked. Make sure that you're, you know, making sure that you're wearing, wearing the right size and that you're not wearing that stuff all day. Um, that's a, that's a huge one. And then the third one for me, stop putting stuff into your lymphatic system. Stop putting the deodorants with aluminum and tallies and perfumes or spraying stuff on your body. Those all go into your fatty tissue uh, and they start causing pain and lump and things like that, tenderness. Um, so those are like, to, for me, the three big ones. Um, and then lastly, I would say just nutrition. You just got to eat healthier. You know, broccoli is really great for breasts. Um, you know, mm -hmm. those kinds of cruciferous vegetables are great for breast health. So just making sure that they're incorporating those things is just like amazing. Yeah. That's a little sound about sound by broccoli is really good for breast. I know I just asked broccoli that is good too. For breast. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. In my head right now, it's like on the wood, and it was like mac and hang. I see broccoli breasts. I don't know. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned your website. I can share everywhere that people can find you. Oh, Lord, you just put me on. I don't know any of my stuff. I have somebody <laughs> who manages all that. Let me just cheat while I'm on here. Um, we definitely have a Facebook page. It's Holistic Breast Specialist, Naturopathic Doctor. We have an Instagram. I know my social media person is going to kill me. Like, how do you not know your stuff? I just don't. Um, an Instagram. Girl. It's more than just bread. You know him. Yeah. And Instagram is Deka King N D underscore. And that's D-E-I-K-A-K-I-N-G-N-D. And then underscore. That's Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I know we have a YouTube page. Don't ask me. We'll find you. I think there's a link on the website. Yeah, there's a link on the website. And then I think we have Twitter. I know we have Twitter. I'm like, I, we do have Twitter. And probably Pinterest I just I'm telling you, I have somebody do this stuff for me because I'm horrible at it but it's you're busy be, there's a link on the on the website I'm sorry okay. I know she's gonna kill me if she ever hears me not know this stuff so it's fine we got it's you we're gonna, we gonna make sure it's out there and I'm gonna come see you I'm gonna make an appointment before awesome. the year's out for real awesome awesome <laughs> yeah. awesome and then and also you can be found locally in Houston. yes I'm in Houston we're off highway six and I 10 um yeah we're we're there so okay. awesome if you reach the waffle house you're too far that's right <laughs> but you know that's right that's right <laughs> well, this has been great i am just like i love valuable information so this is this has yeah. made my day <laughs> i think education is important and it unfortunately is. it's like we just we just have to share it we can't just keep our cookie story so we got to share it with other people that need it right yes. so we want to do more of that well, thank you for your time and for sharing the resources and the information that we all need. So, No problem. Thank you for having me. Of course. Such great information on natural health care and resources that we can utilize. 
find this helpful, if you found this helpful, you know, definitely utilize it, reach out and share it with other folks. Um, we could all benefit from all the resources that are out there. Be sure to like us, subscribe, comment, let us know what, what's working or if there are some other resources that we should be aware of. We would like to know that too. Um, find us on Patreon. We're out there on that too. So that's another way you can support us as well and also still expand the um, BoopTube community. Mm -hmm. Until next time. Adios.